It's time for Northwestern Outdoors Radio, the show focusing on fishing, hunting, outdoor recreation, destinations, and conservation in the region where you live and play. Northwestern Outdoors is brought to you by Max Lure Company, Sportsman's Warehouse, and Wallowa County. And now, let's see what's going on in the field and on the water with your host, John Cruz. Welcome to the show and welcome to summer, though a lot of you are asking what happened to spring because it definitely was the coolest and wettest spring a lot of us have seen in a long time. But, you know, I'm a cup half full guy and I figure with the drought that we've had in a lot of the Northwest over the last couple of years, we needed a spring like this to kind of replenish some of our lakes and rivers and lands that need a little water a lot more than they've been getting as of late. This week on Northwestern Outdoors Radio, we've got a jam-packed show for you. In just a couple of minutes, we're going to talk to Carla Hunsley. She's the executive director of Montana's Missouri River Country. She likes to fish for walleye at Fort Peck Reservoir and a really big tournament is coming up there, the Montana Governor's Cup walleye tournament is happening in just a couple of weeks 200 teams are signed up and this is probably the biggest walleye tournament that we see here in the western u.s after that we'll talk about catching some of those shad that are coming up the columbia river they once again are coming in the millions and they are a ton of fun to catch right after that bob loomis joins us for an extended max minute and talks about summer fishing for kokanee with a different kind of dodger called the sling blade and wait, there's more. Mark Holyoke with the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation will be joining us to tell you about something very special, an online series of courses called the Outdoor Class that is being put together by the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation and some very well-known celebrities in the big game field to include Randy Newberg and Corey Jacobson. If you want to up your big game hunting prowess, this is something you'll want to hear about and enroll in. Staying out in the Rocky Mountain West, we've got some updates from Yellowstone National Park, which suffered some horrendous and historic flooding that washed out a whole bunch of roads and other infrastructure. And we're starting to get an idea of what visitation to that park is going to look like for the rest of the summer. We'll also take you to the Oregon coast near Florence, where you can visit the Sea Lion Caves. Jim McMillan is the general manager there. He'll tell you all about this must-see attraction where you can take in the sights of both California and stellar sea lions in America's largest sea cave. Throw in our Sportsman's Warehouse Trivia Question of the Week, where you get the chance to win a $25 gift card from America's Premier Outfitter. And see, I told you, we've got a lot coming your way in the hour ahead. So, let's get things started, as we always do, with another edition of Sportsman Spotlight with David Sparks. Thoughts about harvesting a buck late in the season. David Sparks, Sportsman Spotlight. Here's some sage advice from Fish and Game official Roger Phillips. Archery hunts do start at the end of August, and if you show up the last couple of weeks before those seasons start, you're going to find some very clogged and busy archery ranges. So the quicker you get out there and start practicing, you'll have the confidence going into your hunting season that your equipment is dialed in and ready to go. And if it's late in the season, bowhunting.com makes some suggestions for getting a good buck. Number one, concentrate on food. Bucks have likely dropped weight and have been run ragged. Refueling will be of the utmost importance to them at this time. Second, spend more time scouting. Scouting recon with optics or trail cams will help you confirm exactly where you need to be. Three, relocate. You'll have to spend some time relocating a shooter buck, and this will often mean you'll have to do some relocating of your own. Fourth, deer drives. 
Rarely will you hear people talk about deer drives for bow hunting, but the fact is it works. The key is to be strategic, bump lightly, and know your escape routes. It's actually a ton of fun and a great way to change up the game in the late season. And fifth, hunt overlooked areas. When the late season closes in, you'll often find deer hanging out in some of the most unlikely places. They've been dodging hunting pressure for months now, and many have relocated to new hides to fly under the radar of hunting pressure. I'll just throw in a sixth good luck. Hope you enjoyed Sportsman Spotlight. I'm David Sparks. See you next time. Crop inputs, irrigation equipment, livestock insurance options. If this is the language of your business, you should talk to a lender who speaks it too. We're Northwest Farm Credit Services. Financing and insuring agriculture is what we do. And our deep understanding of the industry allows us to pass on useful knowledge from insights to trends and weather patterns to help our customer members succeed. So if we can help your business, give us a call. Northwest Farm Credit Services, here to help you grow. Equal opportunity provider and employer, equal housing lender. When every moment matters, put time back on your side with retained plant growth regulator soluble powder. Now registered for up to two applications per season, Retain gives you more flexibility and control of your orchard by extending your harvest window. Retain is proven to reduce pre-harvest fruit drop so your yield doesn't fall to the ground. Run harvest on your schedule with Retain. Contact your local retailer or visit valent.com retain. Always read and follow label instructions. Enjoy a meal of wild Alaskan seafood delivered right to your door. Sina Sea offers premium quality wild Alaskan fish and shellfish to include Copper River King and Silver Salmon, Halibut, Black Cod, King Crab, and of course, Copper River Sockeye Salmon. Order it blast frozen or smoked and experience a slice of Alaska for a special meal you won't forget. Buy your seafood now at SinaSea.com. That's S-E-N-A-S-E-A, SinaSea.com. The Dalles in Oregon is your base camp for fishing fun. Reel in big salmon, tangle with steelhead, bass, and walleye, or wrestle a monster sturgeon to the boat. After the day is done, you'll find a variety of lodging options around town. Plan your fishing getaway today at explorethedalles.com. That's explorethedalles.com. You're back in with Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. Our next stop is Fort Peck Reservoir in Montana, and we've got Carla Hunsley on the line. She's the executive director for Montana's Missouri River Country. The topic is the Montana Governor's Cup Walleye Tournament. It's a real big deal, and it's coming up July 7th, runs through the 9th. Carla, welcome to the show. Thanks, John. Happy to be here. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about this big walleye tournament that takes place on this big reservoir in eastern Montana? Well, the Montana Governor's Cup Walleye Tournament has been going on for 35 years, and they have 200 teams is the norm. And when the registration opens up, they fill up fast. People are wanting to fish this, and they come from all over to fish it. It's a pretty big event, especially for our little area of Fort Peck. Of course, Fort Peck Lake is huge, but the little town of Fort Peck has a, a lot of people in it during the Governor's Cup tournament. So I've got to ask, you know, it's called the Governor's Cup. Was a, a former governor of Montana out here fishing the first tournament, and does the governor still show up? Well, I know for sure this year that the governor is going to fish it. Nice. So yeah, we're pretty excited to have him. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he does. 
I'm sure he'll probably be paired up with somebody who's a pretty good walleye angler. I don't know if the governor is, but I'm pretty sure he'll probably be paired up with somebody who is. So there's a $300 entry fee. There's also a big fish fee. Uh, Total entry fee is $480, but I understand it's 100% payback. So no proceeds are going to anybody in this except for the anglers themselves who participate? That is correct, yes. So they're paying for, you know, of course they're paying top prize and they they pay on down the line. I'm not sure how many places they pay. And then they have like big fish of the day. So they just do, you know, different things. And yes, it is 100% payout on this tournament. All right. So again, prizes for the, the biggest bag. Is it a five or six fish bag? It's five. You can keep five fish, and how they run it is, like, you turn them into, they have boats out there that you weigh in boats, and you take it to that weigh-in boat. It gets weighed, and then it gets put back into the water. Oh, that's great. It's up to five. Okay. But they're going to, um, like, if they have a small one, then they can take that one off and have the next one, if that one's a little bit heavier weight, up to five fish. Okay, so weigh in your heaviest five fish. I love the concept of the weigh-in boats because Fort Peck is such a huge reservoir that, you know, if you go a long ways and get your limit, that's a long run back, and that can really beat up the fish, too. Uh, Yeah. Again, there's the big fish. Typically, how big is the big fish that wins this? (laughs) Well, they've been normally... They can catch like about a 32-incher, which is a big fish, weighs probably, you know, 10 and a half pounds, somewhere along that line. And then, of course, you know, there's the smaller ones, the 26-inch, but Fort Peck has has large walleye, so um, they can bring in quite a bit of weight in a day, just depend on, you know, the day and the fishermen. So it's a good tournament. Where is everybody launching and where are folks staying? So they launch out of the Fort Peck Marina right here in Fort Peck. And um, a lot of people, you know, they either have campers or uh, there's the new um, historic Fort Peck Hotel in Glasgow. There's several uh, lodging facilities there. Um, that's usually mainly what they do, either camp or Glasgow or um, or the Fort Peck Hotel. There's also the Lake Reach. It is a bait shop, plus they do have a few cabins, but they fill up fast because they don't have too many. So, But, yeah, plenty of room to stay and fish and, and have a good time. It's just a good time for even the, you know, the, the people that are just coming to watch. It's a great celebration for everybody. Here's another question for you, and you may not know this because you're not the tournament director. With gas prices as sky high as they are, has this affected the amount of people that are signing up? In other words, do you still have openings if somebody wants to fish this tournament? No. Um, actually, the, the registration opened in, I believe it was January. They filled up immediately. They okay. just fill up right away. And so it's been filled since they opened up. I would think that nobody's going to cancel. I have a hard time believing that anybody would cancel, but they do take a waiting list just in case. You never know, you know, if something, you know, an emergency situation comes up and, and somebody can't come. As far as the gas, I'm thinking that that's not going to affect them from fishing. Well, if it's this big of a tournament, and folks, this is probably about the biggest walleye tournament in the Rocky Mountain West that I'm aware of, and and definitely the Northwest. Yeah, I think you're right. You're not going to see too many cancellations at all. But there's always next year, folks. You just want to uh, go to the Glasgow Chamber of Commerce website, and you'll find a link there to the Montana Governor's Cup Walleye Tournament, and you can find out about signing up for next year. One last thing. I understand you have been out at Fort Peck yourself doing some walleye fishing. How's it been? Oh, 
yeah. Um, yeah, I fish all the time. I haven't been out too much yet this year. Um, right now, it's a little slow, but I'm we're expecting it to pick up here, especially after the Montana Governor's Cup walleye tournament. Usually after that, the fishing really turns on, and right before it, too. So, yeah, just give it a give it a week or two here, and I think the fish are really going to start biting, and, and I'm anxious to get out there and catch them, too. There you go. Are most folks trolling like a spinner worm harness, like a, a wedding ring or double whammy behind a bottom walker, tip of the night crawler, or a leech, or are they trolling crankbaits? Well, you know, a little bit of everything. Earlier in the year, we usually use jigs with a minnow. Okay. And and the last time I was out, that's what I did, and, and it was a little slow. So we're thinking we need to go to spinners now. We usually use like a bottom bouncer and a spinner and exactly what you were saying, that all works. There's even something called a slow death hook. Oh, yes, the slow death rig. It's a killer. <laughs> Max Luer makes that one too, folks, and it is deadly. Yes, and uh, yeah. Uh, that's the one we've had a lot of success with. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. You know a little bit now about the Montana Governor's Cup. It is undoubtedly the biggest walleye tournament you're going to find out here in the western U.S. And you also know a great place to go fishing for walleye, whether you're fishing tournament or not. That would be Fort Peck. You can find out more at uh, Montana's Missouri River Country website. Just go to MissouriRiverMT.com. That's MissouriRiverMT.com to plan your visit to northeast montana and enjoy not just the fishing but all sorts of other activities too this summer carla thanks so much for sharing this with us today on northwestern outdoors radio thanks john in other fishing related news you just want to go out and catch a whole bunch of hard fighting good-sized fish head on down to the columbia river and go shad fishing these fish are running up the columbia river once again the height of the run is just peaking if not passing now but it's still going to be good for a few more weeks and these fish they weigh anywhere from one to four or five pounds they look like overgrown herring on steroids and they fight like nobody's business the best places to catch them are right below Bonneville Dam and right below the John Day Dam. You can do it out of a boat. You can do it from shore. If you're doing it out of a boat, you can basically anchor up and just put down a weight and either have a Max Shad Slammer or Dick Knight Spoon and 50-50 behind you to hook up. Or if you're fishing from shore, have a weight above a swivel, anywhere from a quarter to three quarters ounce, depending on the current. Tie about three feet a liter below that and a shad dart, which is a uniquely shaped jig. And just cast it and swing it. And usually on that swing, the shad are going to hit if you run into a school. And then you've got a nice little fight on your hands. As for what to do with shad, well, a lot of debate on that. Back in the day, people actually enjoyed eating them, but they are really an oily fish. So a lot of folks just keep them to use for bait. Very good sturgeon bait, also good crab bait. Some people do eat them, and God bless you if you're one of those that do. And others, just throw them back, just catch and release. But you can catch easily a couple dozen fish on a good day, especially when you've got runs that are numbering in over 100,000 fish a day coming over Bonneville Dam. We'll probably see three, four, five million shad in total come over again this year in the Columbia River. And that means you can have a whole bunch of fun fishing for them. The American Shad, they are a ton of fun. And again, if you just want to go catch a bunch of fish and have a hoot doing so, this is the fish for you. And they're running right now on the Columbia River. 
Enjoy a meal of wild Alaskan seafood delivered right to your door. Sina Sea offers premium quality wild Alaskan fish and shellfish to include Copper River King and Silver Salmon, Halibut, Black Cod, King Crab, and of course, Copper River Sockeye Salmon. Order it blast frozen or smoked and experience a slice of Alaska for a special meal you won't forget. Buy your seafood now at SinaSea.com. That's S-E-N-A-S-E-A, SinaSea.com. with more of the great outdoors on Northwestern Outdoors Radio with John Cruz. Oh yes, it is indeed that time again. It's time for another Max Minute brought to you every week by Max Lure. And with us again in the hot seat, Bob Loomis. Great to have you back, Bob. Thank you, John. So it is now the month of June and things are changing out at the Kokanee Lakes. The water temperature is warming up. Those fish are going deeper. How do we go about catching them? Well, John, you know, one of my number one go-tos for this time of the year is to actually change out the uh, Double D Dodger and I go to the Sling Blade. It's a longer, narrower blade and I can pull it a little bit faster. So now when I get up into that 1.5 to 1.7, 1.8 trolling range, this thing works a little bit better because of that faster trolling speed. And along with it, I'm going to turn around and use something like a... Uh, a coconut glow which is one of our newer products it's a smaller profile type product but run it on a short leader uh, get more of a reactionary type bite this time of the year and that works fantastically well for waters when they're warming up and trolling a little bit faster i presume we're tipping this with shoe peg corn shoe peg corn shrimp you know maggots whatever there you go it is the Sling Blade, and the Coconut, your combination for June and July when it comes to kokanee. Try it out at a lake near you. You'll probably be reeling in those kokanee in a hurry. You can find both of these products and a lot more from Max Lure online at maxlure.com or at a sporting goods store near you. The Sling Blade is Max Lure Company's latest Dodger for you to use. Lance Burrs is with us from Max Lure Company to tell you more about it. Why are you so excited about the Sling Blade? Versatility, John. You can bend the Sling Blade and change it from a reactionary bite to a normal bite, and it's got so many possibilities. Not only that, it comes in different sizes. You can use the Sling Blade for everything from trout and kokanee all the way to ocean-going salmon. It's the Sling Blade. Look for it at MaxLure.com. Public lands and waters are integral to our outdoor heritage. Become a member of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers and stand up for our public lands and waters. Visit backcountryhunters.org today. Go fishing. Help salmon and make money. You can do it from May 1st through September 30th by catching northern pike minnow and turning them in for cash. Here's how it works. First, register at a designated station on the Columbia or Snake River. Then, go fishing. At the end of the day, turn in any pike minnow you catch 9 inches or longer and look for the ones with tags worth 500 bucks. You'll get vouchers for those pike minnow you turn in, and you mail those in for cash. Find out more at pikeminnow.org. Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter with the gear you need for fishing, hunting, camping, paddling, cooking, and just about anything else you can do in the woods or in the water. With over 125 stores across America, there is bound to be a Sportsman's Warehouse near you with not only the gear you need, but also the experts to help you get the most out of the product you purchase. Head down to your local Sportsman's Warehouse today or shop online anytime at sportsmans.com. That's sportsmans.com. 
Welcome back to Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. A lot of you know I'm an avid bass angler, and I'm always trying to get better. That's actually why I subscribe to Bass University, which provides a library of online seminars on all aspects of bass fishing, and they have live web events, too, all designed to help folks like me become better bass anglers. Well, now the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, Go Hunt, Randy Newberg, and Corey Jacobson as partners are proud to unveil Outdoor Class, an online learning hub designed to help hunters, both experienced and novice hunters, become better at their craft. With us here to tell you more about this is Mark Holyoke with the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. Mark, welcome aboard. Tell me how this partnership came to be. Oh, thanks, John. It's uh, it's great to be with you. This is uh, this has actually been something that's been in the works for two and a half, three years. And I guess the the one thing that kind of ties everyone together is the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, and that is that the the creators, the founders of Go Hunt, Randy Newberg and Corey Jacobson, they're all RMEF Life members, and so we all kind of share a passion for conservation and and for hunting and for the outdoors and, you know, the outdoor lifestyle that that, uh, so many of us enjoy. So that's kind of where it started, and that was the genesis. And and from there, it was a matter of talking about, you you know, how could we collaborate? What could we do? I mean, everyone brings a little something different to the table. What what can we do to to help spread the word about the things that we feel are important and, and the things that other people would like to know more about? And so it's just a matter of, of putting heads together and then figuring out logistics and, and seeing how what the type of outreach product that would be offered and then going from there. Well, I, I absolutely love who's on board with this. I mean, folks, if you're not aware, and most of you probably are, Randy Newberg is the man when it comes to do-it-yourself deer and elk hunting on public land. Corey Jacobson is a multi-time world elk calling champion. And you've got some other great talent on board, too, including Hank Shaw, who is uh, one of my favorite wild game chefs. Now, like Bass University... Outdoor Class is a subscription-based platform. It costs $99 a year. What will folks get for that money? So basically, just to start out right now, there's four courses, and they're very specific, and that's, you know, by intended purpose. Those courses are early season elk hunting or elk calling. In other words, how to get close to them, because if you're out and about and trying to get close to elk, you know it's difficult to do. And so that's where Corey Jacobson comes in. You mentioned his prowess in the world of elk calling. He's a 10-time elk calling champion. And in fact, he's looking to add uh, number 11 next month when we get together for the World Elk Calling Championships. But that's a call for another day. But anyway, <laughs> so, so that's one of the courses. Each course has multiple chapters. They're all video courses. Another one is the late season elk hunt with a rifle. And that's where Randy comes in. He'll talk about you know, where to go and how to, how to adjust, how to look around right from the get-go, how to e-scout before, and then just different places to go. And if you know Randy, or if you don't know Randy, he's got some different takes on things, and that's the reason that he's been successful on public land where I hunt and where most all of us hunt. Remy Warren, his kind of focus is on mule deer, but not just hunting mule deer. It's how to find them, where to, where to go, and at what times of the season, different types of the seasons, uh, and then the last one has to do with, you know, you've got this wild game acquired. Uh, what do you do? How do you prepare it? And that's where uh, Jamie Teagan comes in and, and she shows different ways to, to take that meat that's in the freezer and make it good. And so those are the four courses we have right now. Like I said, it's, it's not just a video. It's, it's a series of videos, multi, multi videos per series, per course, I should say. And then 
you know, looking forward to the rest of the year, you mentioned Hank Shaw. Uh, there's several others, the Ryan Lampers and John Barklow, Brian Call as well. And so those courses will include what you need to do to survive in the backcountry, drawing tags. I mean, boy, people's brains spin when you talk about how oh, you yeah. get in on applying for tags and drawing for tags. And then it's hunting different species. You know, this isn't just elk hunting. We obviously, from the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, that's our focus. But so many of our members, we hunt other things. I hunt other things as well. And so it'll eventually expand out to drawing tags and then hunting all sorts of different species as well. So this is something that's going to change over time. It's going to get bigger and bigger. And so if you sign up, you have unlimited access to all these multiple video courses across a wide range of devices. Uh, it'll be out there and it'll be available. You're listening to Northwestern Outdoors Radio. We're talking to Mark Holyoke with the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation about Outdoor Class, a new subscription-based platform where you can watch some videos and become a better deer or elk hunter. And as you just heard, there's going to be a lot more than just the four courses being offered right now. It's going to expand in a hurry. And something we should talk about here, these aren't just seminars with the guy in front of a whiteboard in a classroom or a couple of guys at a podium doing a Q&A session. I understand there was a lot of field production that went into making these videos. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons it's taken so long to unveil it. At least in our mind, we've been waiting and waiting and waiting, and that's because we had to get it done and get it done right. And so some of these courses, they're shot out in the field. Like the one that I focused on, and just because I don't know much about it, is, is uh, trying to locate mule deer. I mean, I've seen mule deer, but to actually go out there and hunt them and find them and, and how to go about that. And so I watched just part of Remy Warren's course. I watched one of his videos, and he's out there, and it's a matter of, you know, it, it, it's not just haphazard shot with a cell phone. It's highly produced. There's graphics, infographics on the site. You know, this is where I was. I started here. I saw this. They were down here, and this is why, and the wind blew here, and it's this time of season. And so it's, it's actually being out on the landscape. When you pull up these videos, you're out on the landscape with them doing their thing and talking about what works and what doesn't work. A lot of us know about what doesn't work. I know what doesn't work. <laughs> but when I can watch these things, I can see, you know, why something worked this particular instance for, in this particular case, when I watched Remy, why it worked for him and how he made it happen. And the thing that's cool about it, too, is it's kind of like a continuing education for a hunter. I mean, if you're a in your type of employment, you know, you look to, to, to learn more things, to become a, a better worker, to, to better serve your employer. And this is the same kind of thing. If, if you want to invest in yourself, in your own continuing education, this is a great way to go about it. Well, I agree completely, and uh, the investment is not that big of a deal at all. Again, folks, for just $99.99 a year, you can subscribe to Outdoor Class. The website to go to is outdoorclass.com. But before we leave... I guess we should let folks know about a special discount that's being offered, too. Yeah, and this discount is, is for anybody. And the discount promo is, I, I know this is to remember that, but it's RMEF. And it's, you don't have to be an RMEF member. You can be anybody. You can be a new hunter. You can be a member of another organization. doesn't matter. But the discount code is RMEF. You'll get 20% off. You'll have access to all this great content. And, you know, I ate breakfast this morning with Randy Newberg. And when you can have a chance to pick that guy's brain one-on-one, -on -one, it's an awesome opportunity. And this, in a sense, allows you to have that opportunity with him through a video medium. So if you're on, you're on your phone, if you're on your computer, on your television, whatever, you can find Outdoor Class and get to learn from these folks who do it well and hopefully uh, apply that yourself. 
put it on the ground and make a difference when you're out on the landscape hunting. The website again, outdoorclass.com. That's outdoorclass.com. Become a better mule deer and elk hunter today. And don't forget to use the promo code RMEF for 20% off your first year. Mark, thanks for sharing this with us today on Northwestern Outdoors Radio. Hey, you bet. Thank you, John. Hunting is conservation. At the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, we salute hunters for providing the majority of conservation funding across the U.S. Join us for our annual fundraising banquet to benefit wildlife and the mission of the RMEF. Located in the northeast corner of Oregon, Wallowa County offers a unique destination rich in natural beauty and outdoors recreation. Enjoy the clear waters of Wallowa Lake. Take a tram to the top of Mount Howard for million-dollar views. Hike or ride into the Eagle Cap Wilderness and fish or raft the Wallowa and Grand Ronde Rivers. It's all waiting for you in beautiful Wallowa County. Plan your visit today at WallowaCountyChamber.com. That's WallowaCountyChamber.com. Country Hunters and Anglers. You may have heard of us, but what are we about? BHA is the voice for your wild public lands, waters, and wildlife. From national level policy work to boots on the ground projects like public land cleanups, we work across North America to uphold the legacy of our public lands and waters, as well as your opportunity to hunt, fish, and recreate on them. Stand up for public lands and waters and become a BHA member today. Visit backcountryhunters.org. You're back in with Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. And you know what? We are blessed with all sorts of got-to-see attractions here in the Northwest, especially when it comes to the outdoors. And if you find yourself on the Oregon coast near Florence, you've got to stop by the Sea Lion Caves. This is just a really cool thing to see. And with us here to tell you more about them is Jim McMillan, the general manager. Jim, welcome to the show. Thank you. So the Sea Lion Caves, this is billed as America's biggest sea cave. Just how big is it? Well, it's over two acres, larger than a football field, and the dome of the cave is about 125 feet high. And why are the sea lions drawn here? You know, we're not quite sure, but it's for protection. It's a federally protected area. They're not caged in any way. Um, We're the ones behind the fence, so we just basically leave them alone and let them do what they want to do, and we don't uh, ever interfere with their lifestyle. Now, I understand that at certain times of year, the sea lions are really in the caves, and at other times they're in the rocks right outside the caves. Why don't you tell our listeners about that? Yeah, right now they're breeding and having their pups, so most of that will happen out at our lookout point. We've got about 200 or so sea lions out there right now. The males are here from Alaska, and then we've got about a couple dozen in the cave as well. Okay, very interesting. Now, you have two species of sea lions here, don't you? Both stellar sea lions and California sea lions. What's the difference between the two if somebody's trying to figure out what they're seeing in front of them? And do they intermix? Are they present together at the same time? We have California and stellar sea lions. 
predominantly will see more stellar sea lions than Californians. The difference in them is the size. The stellar sea lions are much larger. Bulls can be up to 2,400 pounds. The California sea lions are more of the dark brown. And the easiest way to tell is the California sea lions, they're the ones that bark like a dog, and the stellar sea lions will growl. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. I actually never knew that little fun fact before. So are they both out there on the rocks right now? I mean, do they play well with each other or not? Usually we do not see California sea lions out on the rocks during breeding season. Occasionally we'll get them in the cave in the wintertime. They don't interbreed, but they will be present at the same time sometimes. Now, do you also get to see harbor seals and other marine mammals around the sea lion caves? I have seen a harbor seal here. They're in the area, but it's very rare, and I've never seen one in the cave. Okay. Now, the sea lion caves, kind of walk through this with us. This is privately owned. Well, actually, let's start off with the history, because the way that visitors have experienced the sea lion caves over the years has really changed. Why don't you start off with, you know, when it was founded and how folks viewed the sea lions back in the day, so to speak, and then fast forward to how it's operated now. Well, it originally opened in 1932 with three different families, and it's got down two of the original families still own it. But back in 1932, you had to walk down a set of stairs that went down the cliffside around the back, and it was all stairways to get down. Until 1961, they just decided to build an elevator that actually takes you 208 feet down into the cave. And the elevator is still the current way that we get down there today. It's more accessible. Okay, and so you get down to the viewing area, but it's not just a viewing area. You've got all sorts of interesting information about the sea lions in the caves as well, don't you? Yes, yeah, we have light-up reader boards to read with information about the wildlife, the birds, the sea lions, the whales. We have an informational video down there as well. Now, I know the sea lion caves are really popular, and I know you don't have the numbers in front of you, but the COVID pandemic, you know, once you were able to open up again, were you seeing a lot more visitation than before or less visitation than before? We were seeing a lot more visitation. I think everyone was just amped up to get out after being in lockdown. That we, we just had lines out to the road, people just wanting to travel from all over the place. And do you need to make reservations, or is it just come as you are whenever you want when you're open to go ahead and enjoy the Sea Lion Caves? Nope, you just come here and buy your ticket, and then it's a self-guided tour where you can go walk the pathways for on your own. We do have a guide down in the cave if you have questions. And is there anything you'd recommend folks bring that maybe will make the visit a little bit more enjoyable, a little bit more educational or comfortable? I always recommend uh, comfortable walking shoes for the pathways. I'd bring a light jacket because it's usually about 10 degrees colder down in the cave than it is up here. And then uh, binoculars are always nice for viewing the wildlife. All right. Final question for you. What days and hours are you open and what's the admission price? We're currently open nine to five. And usually in July, we're open nine to six. And the admission prices would be $16 for adults, $15 for seniors, and $10 for kids five to 12. That's the Sea Lion Caves, folks, right by Florence, Oregon. If you find yourself along the Oregon coast, you've really got to check it out. It is definitely worth seeing. And the website to find out more is very easy, sealioncaves.com. That's sealioncaves.com. Jim, thanks for sharing this with us today on Northwestern Outdoors Radio. All right. Thanks for having me. In other news, it is officially summer, and this is that perfect 
time of year for grilling on the back patio. And one of my favorite meals to cook on the backyard grill is salmon. And if you want the best salmon, you really need to order some fillets from Cena Sea Seafood. We are talking about premium wild-caught salmon out of Prince William Sound and off the mouth of the Copper River. You can order Chinook salmon, coho salmon, and the best-tasting salmon of them all, the famed Copper River Sockeye Salmon. They'll be delivered in meal-sized portions right to your door, and you can have some great food cooked on the backyard grill in no time at all. So, order your salmon today. Go to SinaSea.com. That's S-E-N-A-S-E-A for SinaSea. SinaSea.com. And don't forget to use the promo code OUTDOORSRADIO for 10% off your entire order. Next, you likely heard the news from Yellowstone National Park, which saw record flooding after heavy rainfalls and rapid snowmelt a couple of weeks ago. Roads were washed out, rock slides occurred, bridges were damaged, the power went out, wastewater ponds were affected, and it is a mess. The National Park Service was forced to close all five entrances of the park and get everybody out of there, but the good news out of all this is that nobody was killed or injured, and for that, we can all thank God, along with some of the park rangers who came to the rescue of those in need. The National Park Service has been assessing the damage and reports the north entrance. That's the one in Gardner, Montana, to Mammoth Hot Springs. The road is washed out in multiple places, and there's been significant rock slides in Gardner Canyon. Tower Junction to the northeast entrance, a segment of the road washed out near Soda Butte Picnic Area. There's also been mudslides and downed trees. The road from Tower Roosevelt to Canyon Junction has a mudslide on the road. And the road from Canyon Junction to the Fishing Bridge, a popular area for wildlife viewing. Well, a segment of that road just south of Canyon Junction is compromised and collapsed on June 15th. Repairs to that are underway. Many sections of road in these areas are completely gone and will require substantial time and effort to reconstruct or relocate and build. We're not talking weeks or months here. We could be talking a year or two. The good news? Well, the west, south, and east entrances of the park are reopening, and the south loop within the park, which includes popular destinations like Old Faithful and Yellowstone Lake, will be open for visitation, but there's going to be limits as to how many people will be allowed into the park. That's because the north half of the park will essentially be closed until those roads can be repaired. And like I said, that's going to take quite a while. So if you want to go to Yellowstone, and you really should, because it is a fantastic and wonderful place to visit, it should really be on your bucket list if you haven't been there. Check the park's website on a regular basis because there's going to be changes coming for quite some time at America's First National Park. Stick around. We've got more of the great outdoors coming your way to include your Sportsman's Warehouse Trivia Question of the Week.
Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter with the gear you need for fishing, hunting, camping, paddling, cooking, and just about anything else you can do in the woods or in the water. With over 125 stores across America, there is bound to be a Sportsman's Warehouse near you with not only the gear you need, but also the experts to help you get the most out of the product you purchase. Head down to your local Sportsman's Warehouse today or shop online anytime at sportsmans.com. That's sportsmans.com. Go fishing. Help salmon and make money. You can do it through September 30th by catching northern pike minnow and turning them in for cash. Here's how it works. First, register at a designated station on the Columbia or Snake River. Then, go fishing. At the end of the day, turn in any pike minnow you catch 9 inches or longer and look for the ones with tags worth 500 bucks. You'll get vouchers for those pike minnow you turn in, and you mail those in for cash. Find out more at pikeminnow.org. We've got time for one more shot of Northwestern Outdoors Radio with John Cruz. I am glad you're back. I am holding a $25 gift card from Sportsman's Warehouse in my hand, and I want to give it away. So let's give you your Sportsman's Warehouse trivia question of the week. And this week, it's about trout. Here in the greater northwest and western U.S., you can catch rainbow trout, cutthroat trout, brown trout, and brook trout. But truth be known... One of these species isn't a trout at all, but instead, it's a char. Do you know which one of these trout is not a trout? The imposter, so to speak? If you do, you know what to do. You can go to our website at northwesternoutdoors.com, shoot us an email, and let us know which one of these trout is indeed a char, or go to our Facebook page at Northwestern Outdoors Radio. Like and follow our page if you haven't already. That does help us out. Then go to the post thread where we have the question and give us your answer there. And one lucky person who guesses right will win this $25 gift card I have in my hand. And you can use it at America's Premier Outfitter to get all the trout fishing tackle you need. Personally, I love a Max Promise Keeper spinner and the good old MEP spinners, and don't forget the rooster tails, too. They all work great. It's time to wrap things up, but as we do, I really want to encourage you to get out there and have some fun this summer. Because we've had such a mild and cool spring, a lot of things that you normally can't do in the heat of the summer are still in play. We're talking like whitewater rafting, for example. I think that's going to be very good on most of our rivers through the month of July. And if you haven't done that yet, it's a ton of fun and no experience is required. If you don't want to do the whitewater, you can certainly get out in a kayak or a canoe or a small boat and explore a lake or river near you. Just make sure you're wearing a life jacket, though. That really will save your life if you take a tumble out of the boat. And that's just one of the things you can do. I mean, I always love hiking when it comes to this time of year, especially up to some of those alpine lakes. So I suspect some of those trails are going to be still covered with snow for a few weeks. And then, of course, there's the fishing that we love. There's always time at the range to get ready for the upcoming hunting seasons. Or maybe just go to the beach and go for a walk and feel the wind in your hair and listen to the roar of the surf. It's all a ton of fun. It's all waiting for you this summer. So get out there and enjoy it. There's no excuse not to. 
We're going to end things with a little music from Frank Prenovost, the person who has provided theme music for our show for quite some time. I really enjoy what he has to offer. And if you want to check it out, just Google Frank Prenovost and look for some of the music he has available for download and for sale. And go ahead and support him like he supports us. And on that note, musical pun intended, we have got to go. So until next time, do take care, God bless, and make it a point to spend some time outdoors. Well, I'll take you, you take me back. Let's put pennies on a railroad track. Fireflies in a mason jar. Hide and seek. There you are, just a boy back then. I didn't know anything. But time is one thing you can't stop no matter how you try. You just take a deep breath and you close your eyes and another day goes by. And before you know it, Tomorrow is yesterday I'm skipping rocks to skipping school I'm dragging man cause it was cool and My first love, my first car Mending my first broken heart Just a kid back then